Hello. Makes you notice, doesn't it? A little bit of darkness refines the senses, opens up the mind. Well, now it's time to enjoy the Pottervision podcast. So sit back, relax, keep on your mobile phone, and enjoy the nutty ramblings of a young Welsh boy and his uh, older friend. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave a review or tell a friend? Visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision for bonus content and uh, check out pottervision.com for our tour dates. Anyway, now it's time for episode 34! Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pot Vision Podcast, the podcast where every single week, myself, Lucas Kirby, and this guy with a massive gun that he's showing me, uh, not not as in a, a firearm, but a big bicep, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of a Harry Potter book, we read them in advance, we make notes, and then we have a chat about it mm. this week. It's episode 34, and we are on the penultimate chapter of the second book. Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 17, The Heir of Slytherin. 34. What song is that from? Don't know. No idea. Well, it must have been number one in the charts. It must have been. It must have been. Otherwise, <laughs> how would you have remembered it? <laughs> how are you, Tom? I'm good. I'm ecstatic, in Ooh, a way. Yeah, I've boy. got some news for you. Oh, my goodness. What is it? 8th of May. Yeah. A baby has been born. Oh, my Tom. Yesterday, my nephew was born. <gasps> yeah. Happy birthday, nephew. Newborn. Yeah. Cohen, Paul Lauren... No, Cohen, Paul O'Neill. That is lovely. I forgot his last name. <laughs> <laughs> that is lovely, that. Yeah. Now, is that um, Baby Esther's brother? Baby Esther's brother, yeah. That's lovely. How old is Baby Esther now? Two. Two. Brought, um, brought t- I was in t- I was tears to my eyes when I saw him. Aww. Let me tell you something interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my sister would not tell us the name of the baby. Good cause, I'd say. Good yeah, cause. Yeah, yeah. Because we, as a family, if she'd say, what, no, whatever name it was. Yeah. Think of the most beautiful name. Daphne. Daphne, yeah? Yeah. We'd go, oh, not Daphne. Not Daphne. There was a woman in the street called Daphne once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like her face. So my family (laughs) would do that to any name that, like, were put forward. So my sister kept it secret. Yeah. But for some reason, we uh, had nicknamed the baby... We'd given the baby a nickname before it was born, not knowing the actual baby's name. Yeah. And the name we were calling this unborn yeah. baby was Coco. <gasps> and the baby's called Cohen. That's weird, isn't it? Coco. And uh, yeah. Now, now this baby will be called forever Coco. That is fantastic. I think maybe named after Coco Monkey from, uh, you know, Coco Pops. Or Coco Chanel. I forget where it came about. Coco the Clown. Yeah. Coco. Coco Cola. Coco the baby, yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And have you met said baby yet? No, and I've seen a photograph. No. See, I think you should never announce a baby's name until he's, until the baby's born. Mm-hmm. Because I think you've got to... The baby's got to look like the name, do you know what I mean? It's got to suit the name. You can't have... You can't be like, oh, the baby's going to be called Daphne. Mm. And then it's born. You think, oh, looks more like a Velma. It's more like a shaggy mm. to me. Do you, oh. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be calling a baby Fred mm. and then it's born and looks more like a Scooby. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I understand the words you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're watching too much Scooby-Doo. No, I'm not watching enough Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'll tell you when I've had enough Scooby-Doo. <laughs> hey, oh, I just love those scenes where they're running through the corridor and mm. you see, a, you know, a knight in, a, in an armour and then it moves and then you see the eyes move round or painting. I just love it. And for that reason, I am on cloud nine. Lovely. Let me tell you my bad news. My calves hurt. You shouldn't even be worrying about that. (laughs) 
The miracle of birth. Has Let me happened. tell you, if I do this. Yeah. Oh! Oh, he's rubbing himself up against me. Bending that way. <laughs> yeah. Pulling my foot that yeah. way. Oh, it hurts. Oh! Tell you what I did yesterday. Tell me. I caught my bare toe on a office chair. And I've got a big bloody scratch all the way up it. I've always thought you had more otter toes than bear toes. <laughs> What's the point in carrying on? We've peaked. That is the... Uh... When I thought of that joke then, yeah. I, I said to myself in my head, I went, I hate this joke, Yeah, but it's going to make his day. It's all Stories like that always make me day. I was proud of myself for making a joke on the fly yesterday. Oh, yeah. I was doing an improv show and I was miming wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, is that a top hat? And I said, one of the best. That's great. <laughs> Now then, Tom, I'll tell you about my week. Please tell me. I've felt my age this week. Oh, yeah. Now, older listeners, you know people who are older than you, they can't bear you saying, oh, I feel like I'm getting older. Because they'll go, oh, you're a baby. Wait till you're 27. (laughs) Wait till you get to 32, like me. Uh, They hate that. But you can can feel like, like, you know, life's moving too fast at any age. (laughs) You know, do you know what I mean? But I felt my age this week. Because uh, me and Martina, we thought we'd have a drink. We don't drink at all, ever. I think it's been six months since I've had a drink. Says Mrs. Exactly. (laughs) And uh, we... (laughs) And we thought that we... is for the Spanish listener who doesn't speak any word of English. Yeah, but every now and then just likes a bit of Spanish. They listen out for an hour and a half, hoping for something they can cling on to. So thank mm. you, Tom, for that. Um, and we just bought some alcohol, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, raspberry flavored vodka. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malibu and some mixers. Malibu nights, tangerine dreams. Exactly. What mixers, may I ask? Oh, we found some. Some of them were good. They had like Coca Cola mixers in tiny glass bottles. One was like a woody Coke that's like a bit like of a wood wood flame. One was a spicy Coke mixer. Oh yeah, they were quite good. Any Buzz Coke? No Buzz. Any Coke. Buzz Cola? No, no uh, little Bo Peep Coke. How about this? That is brilliant. For those of you listening, thinking Tom's just cracked open a glass and poured it into something, it, that was him doing sound effects. Oh, my goodness. I'll have the Coke if I can. Oh, that's horrible. Demon. There's a new voice I've been trying to do, but it hurts my throat. Go on. I don't know if I could do it. Mm, no, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it now, but I can't remember how to do it. There's a bit of a voice in the land. There's a Milodum Lorenzen. Do you like that? Cookie Monster. I don't know. Like Sufflefagus. It, it was better than that before. I see trees green, red roses too. Is that what you're trying to do? Louis Armstrong. So, Tom, and by we've got alcohol yeah. in the trolley. We put it on the uh, the yeah. conveyor belt, right? The woman at the till looks at me and Martina. She goes, who will be paying for this alcohol? Mm-hmm. I say me. And she goes... I say I. <laughs> I. She goes, who will pay for this alcohol? And I say, I'll pay for the alcohol. And she just nods and lets us pay for the shopping. So she would have asked Martina for identification, but she would not have asked me. Very interesting. Soon as she found out, it's anything to do with your great big bushy beard. I think it is. (laughs) I think it's to do with my great big bushy beard. She's looked at you, seen your great big bushy beard. Yeah. She's seen the uh, the cornflakes stuck in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd seen your great mane of curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's seen the birds on your shoulder. Seen your great big purple coat, and she's gone, Mister Twit. I believe you are of age. What people don't know is whenever I go to Sainsbury's, I always staple my passport to my forehead. So people know my age when I'm walking round. Saves the awkward questions, doesn't it? If you don't want to be ID'd, staple your passport to your forehead. That's all mm. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny, though, because normally when you buy an alcohol with someone who looks to be a minor, they will uh, ID both of you. Yes, that's true. Mm. It's very, very strange. 
<laughs> the lady asked, who is buying this selection of uh, little girl's alcohol? <laughs> Ras- <laughs> raspberry vodka. How was it? Did you uh, did you drink it all? Uh, not all of it, but more than half of the raspberry vodka. It's about a two little bottle thing. How did you feel? Not good. And this is why I don't drink, because I start feeling ill while I drink. I get a bellyache while I drink. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not nice. And then that reminds me why I don't drink. Mm-hmm. But it was... Uh, I did Martina fair. Downed it like a duck to water. Oh, went straight down. Don't think she even tasted it. Yeah. She like it? See, I don't like coconuts. So she, the Malibu was for her. The other exciting thing that happened to me this week, I was excited about it last week. I went to see the snooker. That's right. It was bloody fun. It was great. We were part of a trial. You had to uh, take a test. You had to prove that you had a negative test. And it was the first fully attended sporting event since the pandemic began. First fully attended sporting event since the pandemic began. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Um, But we, sod's law, were sat next to the one guy who was a nightmare, right? Oh, yeah. Hazel Irvine, the host, was trying to record an intro bit. And while she was recording, everyone else was quiet. He was going, Hazel, give us a wave, Hazel! Right, this, going mad, getting excited. Bounce are coming up. He goes, put your visor on and calm it down. That's good. And then he, he calmed it down, but he was getting in. Coming to you. You tell your best mate to shut up. <laughs> hey, you tell your mum. He's a 40-year-old man. <laughs> to calm down. <laughs> See, I'm not with him. You two are thick as thieves. You've been trouncing around the place together. Cock of the walk. <laughs> tell you, not on my watch. Yeah. But it was very, very good. I've never been to the Crucible. It was a lifetime uh, dream of mine to go and watch the snooker at the World Championship. And we had a jolly good time, if you don't mind me saying. And it's where I bought, in Sheffield, my new Mint Jotter. Ooh. Look at the colour of that. Me likey. Hey. I'll be keeping both hands on this throughout, because I know Mm. you'll be after it. But, yeah, it's a lovely mint-coloured jotter that I got from WH Smith. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you very much. How much much was it, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it was expensive. About £3.50. It's a lot for a jotter, but I think you get about 300 pages. 300 pages, 300 pages. Penny a page. Penny a page. Not bad. Not bad. Penny, what is it? Um, Batman jotter, penny a page. Penny a page, penny a page. Penny a page. What's that? Feed the birds. Feed the birds, <laughs> top of the bag, minty jotter, penny a page. <laughs> Tom, are you ready for a chapter 17? Run down. I'm ready. I'm steady. Go. Go. Harry Potter is in the Chamber of Secrets. He's walking through and he sees a massive statue and at the feet of the statue is Ginald Weasley. She's nearly dying, but she's not quite dead yet. Tom Riddle appears and it all comes out. Ginny found the diary, writing in the diary. Tom Riddle was grooming her to do all these things, to kill the mudbloods, to set the basilisk on people. And she opened the Chamber of Secrets. And as she used the diary, she poured her soul into it, making Tom Riddle more powerful. And he's nearly back to being an actual human being again. Harry's very scared, but who comes to his aid? Forks the Phoenix and the Sorting Hats. The basilisk is called, ready to kill Harry, but Forks comes, pecks the basilisk's eyes out so he's blind. The sorting hat gets the sword of uh, Godric Gryffindor out of him, and Harry stabs the basilisk through its mouth. Whoa! But the basilisk gets Harry in the arm with its tooth. The basilisk's dead, but Harry feels like he's dying. Oh, no! Fox the Phoenix comes over, he's upset. <laughs> Drops tears on his wound and heals it. He comes back to his senses. He grabs the basilisk fang, stabs the diary, and Tom Riddle, who, by the way, is Voldemort, it's an anagram, gets destroyed. And they go back to Ron and Gilderoy Lockhart. Lockhart's lost his memory. Ron's lost his mind. And Forks the Phoenix carries all four of them up through the pipe 
And that was chapter 17, The Heir of Slytherin. What a chapter. What a chapter. What a fucking chapter. Whoa! <laughs> I agree, though. This was it. I don't agree with the word, but I agree with the sentiment. This was it. This was it. This was the book right here. This is the punch. This yeah. is the... Ooh. This is the knockout. KO. We have had 16 rounds of dancing about, yeah. falling to the floor, drinking water out of a little like, rabbit feeder thing mm. by your, your mate. Yeah. Now, the, the the violence is happening. We're mm. getting into it. The final round. This isn't going to go down to points. Uh-uh. This is going to be a knockout match. This is a boy killing another boy. Exactly. It's what we love to see. We love to see boy-on-boy murder. <laughs> That's what we love. And we hope you do too, listeners. <laughs> what a chapter. What a chapter. A lot of themes. Oh yeah, you like in things, this don't you? Uh, in this chapter. Yeah, you're getting more marks in your exam. Yeah. Anybody who studies English, GCSE or A level, it's not enough to talk about the story and the characters and oh look, there's a simile there, there's a metaphor there, there's alliteration there, there's assonance there. If you're talking about themes like Tom Lawrenson is now, <coughs> you're getting the big books <coughs> in terms of points. Tom, what themes are in this chapter? Isolation. Oh, I love it. Helplessness. Oh, love it. Triumph. Yeah. Fantastic. 100% you'd get. Harry drops into the chamber. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm here. Mm. <laughs> He's wearing his clogs. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, who? Anyone about? The place is decorated completely in snakes. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid of snakes. Yes. They can't stand the sight. Yeah. Would you mind if I was here right now, covered in snakes? I don't know, actually. I've never been faced with a snake. It's not something that fills me with I've never dread. touched one. No, I haven't. Um, but I quite like the idea of, like, a big snake mm. that wraps itself around you. I don't think I mind snakes. I think cobras scare me a bit, because they just seem a bit like they're going to I wonder you. if people eat snake skin. Probably. Imagine that in a crisp packet. Oh! Flavoured. Yeah. Well, they do say, don't they, in the future when uh, the apocalypse comes and all that, in, you know, in the next hundred years, people will be living off bugs, don't they? That you will live off insects. Did you know that? Not me. What are you going to live off? Me be dead. Insects live off me. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, apparently humans are going to, in the next like hundred years or so, won't be eating the normal food because the way the world's going. Mm-hmm. We'll be eating like spider lollies and... Hey, do you know what that is? Slug soup. Bullshit. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. It was on QI. Thing is, stuff on QI is pep. Yeah? Yeah. It's, yeah, that may happen. Yeah. But the likelihood is people are going to put in, you know, certain steps and procedures before that happens yeah. to stop it happening. Yeah. You know? Like... The time that really annoyed me with QI was when they said that... They go, what's the Welsh word for blue? And in QI, they said there isn't a Welsh word for blue. Mm. But there is. It's glass. Yeah. And people complained. Yeah, go on, carry on. That's it. There's a Welsh word for blue. And QI yeah. said there wasn't. And that really upset me. Q- you see, you've mentioned QI now. And what many people don't know about me... Yeah. QI is one of my buttons that I don't like to press because I hate QI. Do you? I hate QI. What do you hate about QI? A lot of things. Yeah. It's too long... Yes. It's very swatty. Yes, it is. It's snivelling. Do you think? Yeah. It's... Yeah. It, 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 it's for people who look like they got dressed by doing a cartwheel through Go Outdoors. Can I just warn you then? Go on. If you don't like QI, Tom, steer clear of University Challenge. That's fine, because they're not trying to be funny. Okay, fair enough. So you like non-humorous... And, and Alan Davies in it. Yeah. God bless him. People love him for what he does, but not for me. No. Fair not enough. for me. What about Stephen Fry? Well, of course, it's Sandy Toxvig now, isn't well, it? Well, both of them. I think it's humour for people who laugh like this. Like a rodent. Oh, we might have a lot of rodent laughers <laughs> in our audience. Do you like QI? Um, I don't sit down and watch it now, but I remember I used to enjoy a little bit of QI, yeah. The only QI I like is Queer Eye. I like Queer Eye as well. I've yeah. watched a few episodes. You know, of that. That's the Q in the eye I want. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tell you what, I think you'd be... I think out of us, I think I'd be the one who would need a queer eye on my life. Maybe I'd be the one who needs a QI. Yeah. Yeah? You think you need a queer eye? Yeah, I think uh, think my fashion sense is very limited. Uh, You've commented on it. A few times. What, your cream trousers? That's my cream trousers <laughs> or my T-shirts. But that's you. I know. That's you. That's who you are. I know. That's your personality. But is it the best me? Is it the best me? Yeah. But also, they come round and they do up your house for free as well, don't that's, they? That's what you want. They give you a bit of a wardrobe. They, they mm. teach you how to cook. And they... They, yeah. they declutter. Yeah. And then there's the other one that just makes you a bit more confident. They don't really do anything, do they? just bigs you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need that. Somebody to big you up. Mm. Where would you be without me complimenting you all the time? Dead. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I come here to top you up. You think I'm coming to record the podcast, but mm. I'm here to build you up, boy. He is the cordial in my water. Yeah. I say, Tom... What lovely cheeks you've got. And I say thank you. I say, Tom, what big eyes you've got. I say all the better to see you with. I say, Tom, what big teeth you have. I go all the better to nosh down on this mayo chicken you brought me. And then the woodcutter comes in and we say, no, woodcutter. You thought it was Little Red Riding Hood, but it's not. It's me building up his confidence. And that over there in the corner, that is the baker. (laughs) (laughs) He is always here watching us. Yeah, we didn't tell you this. There's always a baker in white uh, robes and a chef's hat. Yeah, there's always a baker covered in flour. Um, He's got a wooden spoon and he waves us. Big bowl with uh, with, the cake mixture. Say hello, baker. He's shy. He's shy. (laughs) So Harry, he's walking through, he's got his clogs on. He sees Ginny. Instantly drops his strudel. Is this before he sees the great big monkey-like face? No, I think he sees the monkey face before he, he sees, sees the, the Ginny face. big monkey-like face. Got, yeah. Got to be Salazar Slytherin. Salazar Slytherin, yeah. yeah. Why does Salazar Slytherin look like a monkey? Beard. A beard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, monkeys famous for their beards. I'd love to see a monkey face. And yeah. Snakes and monkeys. Some of our listeners are afraid of monkeys. Some of our listeners are afraid of snakes. Yeah. We should do a poll. What do you prefer, snakes or monkeys? Yeah. Would you rather a snake bite you or a monkey bite you? A snake. Because I feel like snakes know what they're doing. Whereas if a monkey's biting you, he's just, he's just gone apeshit, I mean. I think, like, snakes always seem in control of yeah. what they're doing. Whereas a monkey, they can turn, can't they? It and may- just go mental. It makes me sick that we are taller than monkeys, yeah. yet we are no way near as strong. Yeah. Give me the strength to rip someone's face off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... Monkeys are always ripping people's faces off. But they're never ripping monkeys' faces off, are they? No, no. Because monkeys are strong enough to defend themselves. You know, we mention him in our show, R.I.P. Harambe. Oh, Harambe, bring bring me back, boy. I miss you, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> Sees, you know... Guinea. Guinea Weasley. Yeah? You call her Guinea. Just, I remember some kids used to call her Guinea by accident. Maybe, mm. maybe. But, so... He sees a body, runs over, mm. <laughs> shaking mm. it. Guinea, wake up, Guinea, wake up. I love you, I love you. Um, but <laughs> uh, Tom Riddle's like, it's no use. Yeah. At this point, Harry is completely enamoured with Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's forgotten the fact that this boy is stood over what is, it, is it essentially yeah, a dying yeah, yeah. body. And he's yeah. like, Tom, Tom, you've got to help us. It's like, there's something suspicious about him, mate. Yeah. There is such a slow... Realization mm-hmm. that Tom is evil, even yeah. though he steals his wand, he's very calm. It takes ages, it takes absolutely ages for him to realize. Harry, wake up, boy! Wake up. Are you not rearranging the letters of his name plus the words I am to figure out who he might be? Are you not doing that in your head, playing <laughs> countdown with his name? Yeah. The problem I have with the amnogram yeah. is it's good in a way when you're a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. But it's not perfect. No, it's not. Because in Lord Voldemort, he also has the words I and am. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. you're adding in extra words, yeah. like, 
If only it'd been she'd named him Tom Narvolo Riddle. Yeah, exactly. We could have had Lord Ian Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Why is he not called Ian? He went from, I don't want Tom, that's a well common name. Call me Ian. Consider <laughs> me Ian. <laughs> I think that's even more scary, the idea of a Dark Lord called Ian. <laughs> yeah, it'd really scare me that. Ian. Now, I actually had to think about this. Please, Lord Voldemort, please call me Ian. Go on. And I was thinking if either of us... I told you about thinking. Oh, no. I say do it. It's good for the podcast. (laughs) I thought, you know, what could we do? You know, if we wanted to become a Dark Lord ourselves. Yeah, yeah. What what would our name be using this anagram thing? Have you worked them out? I've got three three options for you. Go on. Tom Lawrenson, you could be Lawn's Monitor. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that. No. This this is my favourite. Wilton Manners. Wilton Manners. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Wilton Manners. Sounds like a Scottish hotel, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I think that's the most appropriate, but my favourite, Tom Lawrenson, is an anagram of Nostril Woman. <laughs> nostril Woman. It's good, isn't it? Woman Nostril. Whereas mine, a bit harder, because I've got a bit of an unusually spelt name. Uh, I could be Bulky Ski Ark. A lot of K's. Or How many K's you got again? Viewers, listeners, send in your own anagrams of your name. What would your Dark Lord name be? Listeners, w- once again, I'm asking, because we ask so many questions throughout the show. <laughs> let us know, write in, let us know, write in. You should be listening to this podcast at a desk with a pen and paper. Yeah. Know all the distractions, jotting down every question we ask it, and yeah. writing a reply to it. We know how many of you there are. Yeah. There's a lot of you, a fair amount of you. Yes, yes. So why aren't you replying to the questions? Every week. What are your anagrams? What are your anagrams? We want to know this. We know on every week we average about 200 listeners for the new episode. Mm. And none of you tell us these things. We want to know. Come on. <laughs> now, Ginny, it's, mm. it's told that she's been writing in this diary yeah, yeah, for yeah. months. You know, how a brother's teaser. Mm. How she had to come to school with mm. second-hand robes and books. Mm. Ironically, written in a second-hand diary. <laughs> I thought there was a bit of an irony there. And and Tom loves telling Harry this. Oh, how she didn't think Harry would ever like her. Mm. Do you need to be gossiping as well, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to kill Harry Potter. Uh, just when I thought Lord Voldemort was awful. I couldn't get any worse. Gossiping. Telling a little girl's secrets. Tut, 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 Tom. Turns out he's chattering away like an old fishwife. Oh, you fishy. Now, Gossiping away. Harry continues to be... He's like... He's being... Wilf, he's like, like he's willfully playing dumb. Mm. Yeah. Tom Riddle's going to him, I've waited a long time for this. Yeah. And Harry's going, oh, can't it wait, you old flower pot? Ginny needs help. He's like, mate, he's about to, he's trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, Tom, this Chamber of Secrets is scary enough without you not helping me. Yeah. It's um, really strange. Do you think it maybe thinks he can try and trick Tom Riddle into helping him? Oh, fine. And then he's going to help him get out of there and be like, rats. Oh, got um, me again. Now, he said about the diary, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Ginny said, it's like having a friend to carry around in my pocket. Yeah. Which cast member of the programme Friends would you like to carry around in your pocket? Oh. Who's the least annoying out of them six? Um, Monica, maybe? Monica's probably the least not least shenanigans with Monica. Yeah. I don't really... I've not seen a lot of Friends... But I think it would just be drama after drama with them lot. Mm -hmm. Monica for me, maybe Phoebe because she's a bit whimsical. Which cast member friends are you? I don't know. I don't know them well enough. I think you would be Ross. Fuck off. Why? What's Ross? Is he bad? (laughs) He's not a good looking bloke. Come on, he's the giraffe from Madagascar. Exactly. He's awkward. He's weird. 
Throw him in the river. All right. What about Rachel? Would you like to be Rachel? Yes, please. Right. You can be Rachel. You can be Rachel. The person as well. who's on and off going out with Ross. That's who you'd rather be. Rather than be Ross, you want to be the person kissing Ross. He's done me there. I've got you there, haven't I? He's done me. Fine then. I will be the couch that they all sit on. Yes. <laughs> I want to be the water fountain from the credits. Mm. That's what I'd like Let's to hope be. that water fountain's still filled. Or. Let me ask you, what secrets would you write in a diary? What are your biggest secrets? Oh, I would... I wouldn't keep a diary, but what would the secrets I write in it be? I don't know. I always think, with with a notebook, I just write ideas, stupid ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I'd use a diary for that. Mm. Today, I thought about, what if a pea had legs? Did you really? Mr. P. Instead of Mr. Bean, mm. Mr. P. But it's an actual pee with legs. Oh, yeah. A tweet really made me laugh this week. It was just like... <laughs> so tell me, is there a Mrs. B? <laughs> I saw that. And that really made me laugh. And I wish I knew who wrote it to credit them. I know who wrote it. Who was it? I follow him. It's, uh, I think her Twitter name is Quakerina or something Quakerina, like that. Quakerina, thank you for making us laugh. Um... Ginny has had memory loss. She does not remember any of these things... That's she's happened. So Tom Riddle has been going into her body. Yeah. You know, like uh, the numbskulls from the Beano, or the lots dam- of Eddie Murphys from <laughs> Meet Dave. Yeah. And controlling the body, <laughs> strangling chickens, writing on the wall in blood, yeah. and trashing. Ha- no, not trashing Harry's room. She did that on her own. Yeah, that was her own her own thing because she was desperate to get the diary back, mm. wasn't she? But this is absolutely horrific. I think mm-hmm. what Tom Riddle has done to Ginny. Traumatised her, essentially. Oh, he's done much worse things. Do you think? Oh, he's murdered people. <laughs> but not at this point. Yeah, this is interesting, true. actually, because this is 16... I never really... I, I don't know if this well, is me being Well, he killed Mo- Moaning Myrtle. That's got to be worse than giving... One oh, that's from. true. Yeah, that's true. But he's like... I didn't realise this at the time, but it seems obvious now, thinking about it. <clears> he is unaware of Lord Voldemort, who he becomes. He's just his 16-year-old self. And he only knows... Everything he knows about his future is through Ginny. You see, that is a question I have. Yes. If he was to take his form in this chapter... Yes. Kill Ginny, taking the form... Yeah. Would he have come back as a 15-year-old boy? Yes. And then, like, you know, having not done any of those things? See, that'd be interesting then, because he's coming... He'd come back as himself, 16 years old, but then he's 40-year-old or... Well, he must be... well. Six, late 60s, mm. 50 years ago he was 16, his old self as a spirit is flying around somewhere. I want to know what... Yeah, maybe is it? can he absorb that self? Yeah, that'd be good. I want to know... Harry Potter world, right? So Voldemort graduates Hogwarts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying colours. Does he get a job? Milton, maybe? Don't know. A, uh, an aura? Maybe, who he knows? Gets a job in Ollivander's. Like, what does he do? Yeah. Does he immediately go into... Does he just study the dark arts? Bit of travelling, backpacking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going on voyages with... Uh, vampires. Vampires and stuff. Or does he go right into the uh, mischief-making? I don't think we know, do we? Because I think we are... Because Harry is 12, and Voldemort was at the height of his power 12 years ago, when he nearly killed Harry. Mm. So are we saying that he's been mucking about for 40 years, terrorising the wizarding world? I don't think that's true, is it? These answers are all available. We're just ignorant. I'd love a film about that. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, how he started, how he got, got it going. Now, um, so, he reveals, doesn't he, mm. that, uh, I don't know, what's this about Hagrid? Um, Hagrid... You know, he says that he was always... Everyone would have suspected Hagrid. It makes yeah. complete sense. He was always sneaking off into the Forbidden Forest to wrestle uh, trolls, yeah? He had uh, raising werewolf pups under his bed. Right, raising werewolf pups under his bed. Werewolves? Oh, men. Oh, men. <laughs> Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid has got babies under his bed. <laughs> Who's at school? And for some reason, he's got babies under his bed. They're only turning into werewolves at a full moon. <laughs> he should have been expelled. 
Oh, hang on, it wasn't him. He didn't open the Chamber of Secrets. He's got babies under his bed. Imagine sharing a room with Hagrid. He gets back one in the morning, right? Clothes ripped, you know, covered in troll gauze. He's been wrestling, you know. And you're like, Hagrid, yeah, I know, like, you're staying out late, you're doing whatever you want. You're doing anything but schoolwork, yeah? Your babies have been crying. (laughs) All night long. Yeah. And who's been looking after him? Muggins here. <laughs> Just his best mate, like Dave Lob- Lob or something. Hey, hey, me puppies. Me p- Those are babies. They're babies, Hagrid. Look, it's either the babies or the wrestling. You can't be doing both. You can't be doing... There's six of them under there. Want to see a spider? No! <laughs> what, what's this side project? Why have you got a spider in the dungeons? You can't be wrestling. <laughs> yes, you are MWF champion. You can't be wrestling, have a litter of babies under the bed and look after a spider. You're mad, Hagrid. Please! No, you've got your exams coming up as well. Oh, these rules, it's always no with this guy. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. If any, if half of this is true, then Hagrid should be in Azkaban. So Hagrid stays on, right? Yeah. Dip it, expels him. Yeah. Dumbledore manages yeah. to convince him mm-hmm. to get him to stay on at the tender age of, was it 14? 14, yeah. 14. So Hagrid, we had this question, me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A series ago. Yeah. You didn't think he stayed on at 14. You he thought did. You thought he went off and then he came back later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he stayed on at 14. 14 years old. They're giving him a hut. They're telling him, look, you're going to look after the keys and the grounds. Yeah. That is your prize for keeping babies under a bed, for wrestling trolls, and for harbouring an acromantula mm. in the dungeons. The prize is yours, an adult's job. Do you know what Hagrid is? I can imagine Gene Wilder talking to him, you know. Mm. Do you know what happened to the boy who got everything he ever wanted? He lived happily ever after. He got everything he ever wanted. Yeah. He didn't want to learn magic. He just wanted to play with animals and muck about in the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. And they give him a shark right next to the Forbidden Forest. I think it's... I think staying on at school would have helped Hagrid. Because another... He's in third year. Another four years of, like, discipline and... Following rules and having to... Because he doesn't really have to answer to anybody as gamekeeper, does he? As long as he brings the Christmas trees in every year and, you know... And he gets to sit at the high table. So, this 14-year-old boy has gone from sitting on one of the four tables, yeah, to now sitting next to Dumbledore at the high table, eating Christmas dinner. You're like, so hang on. (laughs) The boy with babies under his bed is now a teacher. (laughs) Imagine that. You're there. Hagrid. The guy kidnapped babies, kept them under his bed. He's got a tarantula in the dungeons. Goes out wrestling with trolls. They've expelled him. Look no. up. Huh? What's he doing up there? <laughs> he's drinking deeply from a goblet. He's, he's getting pissed now. <laughs> he's kissing Professor McGonagall. What's going on here? She's 20. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. So, um... Ginny's been telling him everything, yeah? Yeah. She's been telling Voldemort all about Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? And he, when he found out that um, Harry could also speak parcel tongue... Yeah. He said, I bet the old school was buzzing. Absolutely <laughs> buzzing, mate. Harry Potter can speak parcel tongue. Bloody hell, he's all there, guys. He says, I don't know what he's saying, but the snakes listen. <laughs> he's buzzing, lad. He's buzzing. <laughs> so he tells all this. He says, blah, blah, blah. You know, Harry Potter replies. He goes, well, you haven't finished Salazar Slytherin's work. Mm-hmm. Harry said, triumphantly. Is this a time for triumph? Ginny's nearly dead. You're about to be killed. Bit of one-upmanship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you've not finished Salazar Slytherin's noble work, have you? Hey, <laughs> one nil to me, Harry Potter. Now Voldemort comes in. Oh so yeah. Tommy Riddle asking the big 
question. Oh, yeah. The big cue that everyone's always asking. Yeah. How is it that a baby with no extraordinary magical talent yeah. defeated the greatest wizard, yeah. escaping with nothing but a scar like on his forehead yeah. when Voldemort's powers were destroyed? Mm. And then Harry can only go off what Dumbledore told him. Yeah. Um, from what I was told, it was love. <laughs> uh, my mother loved me. Uh, right, what are you on about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, it must have been something else. But then Tom Riddle goes, oh, yeah, that would have done it. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah mm. that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That's a good counter charm, oh, isn't it? Love. Bit of love. Bit of love. <laughs> Sacrifice. Excuse me, I'm going to kill your baby. I love him. Oh, oh he's got me there. Oh. He's got me there. Oh, oh. Tom Riddle admits that he was already using the name Lord Voldemort. In school, mm-hmm. with his closest he friends. He said, um, yeah, my most intimate friends yeah. calling at me. Hi. <laughs> Jeremy. Go on. Right, you know we've been uh, very intimate friends. <laughs> We're close, we're close. Yeah, yeah, close, close, yeah. Um, I don't... You say, you're saying intimate a lot. Yeah, yeah, intimate, yeah. Um, well, like, what do you mean by intimate? Do you mean close? Yeah, 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 close. And this intimacy... Um, but no, because I've seen you yeah. going around talking yeah. to other people. People are saying to me that you've been telling them that me and you have been intimate yeah, together. Yeah, we have been intimate. We've been very close. But do you know what the implications of the word intimate might mean? Just that we're close friends. Mm. We're very, very <laughs> but, intimate. But go on, what do you want? I tell people that we say intimate things to each other. I say that we touch each other intimately. You know, like when I clap your back yeah. or we high five. Well, that's the, intimate. But isn't the it? words you say in a touching. Yeah. Well, we're intimate. Right, okay, but go on. <laughs> I don't want you to call me Tom anymore. <laughs> and we're in the dormitory together. Right, okay. I want you to call me <laughs> Lord Voldemort. Can you do that for me, my intimate companion? Right. Um... Lord Voldemort. Yeah, I've, I've heard... Or the Dark Lord. The Dark... Oh, the Dark Lord. Now, Can you come with the Dark Lord? Tom, I've heard... You know, I knew this was coming. Lord, Lord Voldemort. I've, I've preempted this question, yeah. right? Because I know you've been going around to some other people... Yeah. ...asking them, you know, will you come to Lord Voldemort? Yeah. And when they say no, you follow it up with a threat that you'll tell Dippet it was them who's been opening yeah. the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say to me now? It is, Jeremy. <laughs> Look, call me Lord Voldemort, because listen, my actual name is nearly an anagram of Lord Voldemort. I'm just three letters out, but I'm working on it. I'm thinking of saying I am Lord Voldemort, something like that, or Ian. Ian, maybe. Can I call you Ian? No, Lord. (laughs) I want you to call me. Jeremy, you're not listening to what I'm telling you. Lord Voldemort, please. Can this be just me and you, or do I have to say it in front of other people? It can be just me and you, baby. <laughs> this is part of our intimate relationship that we... You, what would you like me to call you? Jeremy. You are going to be called... Duke Gongle. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Voldemort does not like his own name. Tom Mar- he don't like Tom Marvolo Riddle. Why not? He says, You think I was gonna use my muggle father's name? Yeah. Harry's like, mate, I don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who your dad was. Yeah. Why would you not use your muggle father's name? Well, he turns around, he says, Dad's a muggle, mam's a witch. <laughs> Pretty nasty shock when he found out. <laughs> yeah, he's upset with his muggle father yeah. because he ran away. From his mother, yes. As soon as he found out that she was a witch, yes. Bit of a nasty shock, as you just said. And he found out. Got me thinking. Is right separation a muggle trait in relationships? Do we know of any wizarding relationships that have been like where people have split up, other than like through death? That's true, actually. We don't hear of a lot of, like, divorce yeah. in the wizarding world. <laughs> Mum's a witch, stepdad's a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mum's first wife was it. <laughs> Mum's first wife. Yeah. Because in my school, the <clears throat> amount of parents married yeah. was very slim. 
And it's going down, isn't it? It's a trend that more more people are getting divorced these days. Harry argues... Sorry. Go on. He whines, Tom Riddle, up. He argues. He says, you're not the greatest wizard of all time. Mm -hmm. Dumbledore is the greatest wizard of all time. Yeah. Not an argument you would have in the muggle world. Even the most arrogant muggle on planet Earth, would never say, I'm the best man. human of all time. I'm the greatest man of all. I'm the greatest man who ever existed. It's, I think it's very... You're not the greatest man that ever existed. My head teacher is. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Um, we're bringing that boy out of that school. Uh, no one, maybe, you know, some kids were obsessed with their PE teacher. They thought their PE teachers were cool. Yeah. Uh, the head teacher... Best human of all time? Don't think so. Who was the head teacher at your school? Some nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been confirmed. We must say that on the podcast. Imagine like Dumbledore. All that all that Dumbledore worship is getting really pathetic. Mm. Right? Imagine Dumbledore like hearing about this. Harry, I've heard you've been telling people that I'm the best. Um, knock it off. It's uh, it's not very cool. <laughs> I'm just a teacher at a school. I'm not the... I just do a job. That's all I do, Harry. I do a job. No, you're the best wizard that ever lived. Oh, embarrassing to hear that. You're the best, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to hear that. You're the best. <laughs> you're the best. You're, you're the greatest. You're nice. Who is the best human in the world? A human. Currently living. Do you know, even though I don't believe this... I not I'm not a fan of this person whatsoever. Yeah. But the first name that came into my head yeah. was The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's The Rock. He's so big. He's so big. He's so muscly. <laughs> he's nice. He's nice. He had a very high winning percentage when he was in the wrestling. Yeah. Jumanji's good. Mm. Uh, the Rock. It's The Rock. <laughs> Did you have a name in your head? Trevor McDonald. Is he alive? Yeah, he can't put a foot wrong for me. A lot of people would say Attenborough. People like Rich, uh, uh, Rich, not Richard, David Attenborough. Um, the world, <clears throat> frogs. I'm trying to think who else people love. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, somebody like global that. Global warming. Mm. Oprah Winfrey, no, not talk show hosts. Why not? My, my, my next guest was going to be Murray. Who's my favourite person in the world? Williams? No, <laughs> not David Williams, you're mad. <laughs> Bob Mortimer is probably the UK's favourite. He's lovely, isn't he? And seems to be a genuinely lovely man. Mm. I like Bob Mortimer. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you're, maybe you're correct. It's him. Or maybe it's Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Barack yeah. Obama. Barack Obama. I think Barack and Michelle are made even lovelier by yeah. each other. Suddenly, I like Donald Trump. I was the first person to like Donald Trump. My fellow Americans. You don't say that, do you? That was good. You think that's good? I'm your greatest. I was the first person to do a Harry Potter podcast. Nobody else does a Harry Potter podcast like me. We're the first. We're the best. We've got the most listeners. That is brilliant. (laughs) And your face doing that looks like Jim Carrey. Does it? Doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite are the vegan sausage rolls from Greg's. I was the first to have them. Nobody else has had them before me. Brilliant. That's... (laughs) Quit this podcast. <laughs> you need to fatten up, change your hairstyle. I should do a Trump show at the Edinburgh Fringe. Exactly. My Top fellow, Trumps. Maybe we can get this into Pot of Vision somehow. Donald Trump. Me doing this. My fellow Americans. Hagrid, he's the worst. I always said he opened the Chamber of Secrets. He's crooked, like that Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, we are going to crowbar your Donald Trump impression into it. That would be brilliant. <laughs> And do you know what? I think, you know, if we'd have put it in the show over the past four years during his presidency, that would have been two currents. (laughs) We want to insert this impression now that he's not president anymore. It's the perfect time. It's the perfect time to do it. Arguably, Hagrid is the greatest wizard that's ever lived. 100% he is. Who is bigger than Hagrid? Oh, that woman who, uh, the head teacher for... uh, Bow buttons. That's true. She's big, isn't she? But in a duel, if the like Hagrid finishes education and he's allowed to duel with a wand, mm. who would be able to like even if you 
throw a spell at Hagrid, the mass of him is not going to take the amount of effect it's going to take another wizard, yeah. is it? It's just going to... I reckon if, if Voldemort did a Vatican on Hagrid, it would just bounce off him. Yeah, it wouldn't get through his beard. Or his coat. Yeah. It wouldn't get through that moleskin coat. He'd That's belt- interesting. Can magic get through, if you had like a big thing of armour, would it get through armour? Yes. Okay, never mind. Fox turns up. What music was playing? Fox was singing. <laughs> it says Fox was singing a weird song, strange music. <laughs> Tie a yellow ribbon round the, the old oak tree. It's been three long years. Do you still love me? Harry, I brought you a heart. Oh no, I'm about to be killed by Tom Riddle. Mm. Knock three times on the window <laughs> if you love me. Twice on the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and what a glow up. What a glow mm. up. When Harry saw Forks last, he was a little horrible, feathery little thing rising from the ashes. Now he's got a glittering golden tail mm. as long as a peas cock, mm-hmm. a gleaming golden talons. Uh, oh, God, God, what, what a makeover he's had. I liked him, dear. Yeah, I did like him. You liked it. him. Yeah. I like Forks. Mm. I like birds. Birds are cool, aren't they? No. No? Birds crap everywhere. Yeah. Given the chance, you're lucky you've got glasses, but they will peck, they'll use their talons to take someone's eyes out. Only if you're a basilisk. Them three things, they're yeah. going. Mm. Oh! That's not nice. I've always hated birds. <laughs> the day I was born, I've hated birds. I went to let Dad know they stole my chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if Trump had been to London there. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> But I think, well, you know, Fox is looking good, can I just say? Some mm. people get better with age, and I think Fox is one of them. <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah. Now, so, I don't know. They have a bit of an argument, don't we? Tom Riddle goes, I'm going to set this basilisk on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basilisk, kill him, yeah? Yeah. Fox starts fighting the uh, basilisk, doesn't yeah. he? He starts, give, you know, he starts, ooh, he starts, you know, pecking out his eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then Tom Riddle's like, not him, the boy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry, suddenly, because he's quite brave in this. Again, we see Harry's bravery. At one point, at one point, he's going, help me, help me. This is what I was going to say. He's gone from heroic nights to damsel in distress. Just help me, help me. Help me, help me. Someone, anyone. 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 How about Dudley? (laughs) What's he going to do? Nothing. Be a shield? I'd love for Tom Riddle and Dudley to meet. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? What would that be like? Hmm. Who are you, Baldy? Who's that? Voldemort. Going <laughs> <laughs> Dudley Bald. Um, that was my Dudley impression. Harry puts on the sorting hat, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I know, the sorting hat goes, You again, Harry, uh, Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Harry puts on the sorting hat, he goes, One more time, was I right to be in Gryffindor? <laughs> it's not the time, it's not the time. <laughs> Take this sword. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm. Yeah, and he stabs... The basilisk, doesn't he? This was a, to be honest, this was like a page of action, wasn't it, or maybe two pages? Oh yeah. In the film, this is long. Well, yeah. There's the whole bit in the film where he goes down that pipe and then he chucks the rock the other way. Yeah. And... Long film. Yeah, very very long film. I felt a bit uh, underwhelmed by the basilisk in this book. Oh yeah. I felt like it didn't pose a great threat. And I feel like before it even got started, it had its eyes pecked out. V true. <clears throat> yeah, so I did enjoy the action. I liked the bit with uh, Tom Riddle, the kind of back and forth. But for me, the basilisk, it's been built up all this time and it's been a bit useless, really, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just slithered about, it's had its eyes pecked out and then it's been stabbed. Mm-hmm. And it's only really because Harry's shoved his hand in its mouth that it's been able to get its fang in him. Mm. How does Forks know what to do with the diary? Oh, she's a clever bird, isn't it? Yeah. Birds are clever. And there's that bit as well where Harry's dying and he goes, if this is dying, I quite like it. Mm. <laughs> if this is death, bring it on. <laughs> I am having a whale of a time. <laughs> He's loving it, isn't he? Yeah. And then Forks turns up and Forks, is his tears cure Harry. And it reminded me a bit like the, the Hulk, the Incredible mm. Hulk. For the Hulk to have his powers, he must be angry. 
Mm. For folks to have his powers, he must be sad. Mm. You know, and thank God that folks built up such a connection with Harry in their first meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise, how could he build up the, the tears to be able to, to heal him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like that, do you? <laughs> I always imagine the Hulk, you know, like the Hulk having to save somebody when he's had a lovely day yeah. and he can't get angry. What if he's just, like, passed his piano exam? And he's like, hey, I've passed my piano exam. And they come round and they go, Hulk, Hulk, we need you to, to save this, this these people. We need you to destroy this evil village. <laughs> Not today, guys. I am having a fabulous day. Nothing's going to get me angry. Um, you go, hey, what about this then? I was the first person to say you were nothing the Hulk. Oh, <laughs> Donald Trump's getting me annoyed. Yeah, just stick him in a queue for ten minutes. That'd get him annoyed, wouldn't it? But yeah, imagine that having a f- uh, phoenix in the hospital wing. But it's very sad, really, because the more you use him to heal, obviously the sadder he would be. Because oh. he would have to cry. Well, if you get tears of joy out of him. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get him to watch, like, the end of a, a good film. Mm. Yeah. Show him the start of Up and then make him watch the rest of Up. Brilliant. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Start of Up. Or Marley and Me backwards. Oh, it's dead, but then oh, it's alive. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Ginny comes back round. Yeah. Asking all these questions. Oh, yeah. Pouring her heart out. First bit of dialogue Ginny's had in the book. Um, she, do you know what? She takes her opportunity. <laughs> she's yammering on. <laughs> and then for the final time, hopefully, in this book... Ginny, you know, like with people worrying about being expelled, Ginny says, oh, I'm going to get expelled. Yeah. Good. I hope you are expelled. Yeah. Not because you've done anything wrong. You've been a girl who's been manipulated. Yeah. And, you know, you've gone through trauma. Yeah. But I think it will free you from this fear of being expelled from Hogwarts. Maybe it's better not to be at Hogwarts. Yeah. To be living with this anxiety. Constantly yeah. free yourself from that environment. It's no good for you. You're going to live a healthier, happier life. There will be an initial disappointment at the fact that you've been expelled. But actually, in the long run, it will do you much better than staying in school. And also, oh, I'll be on the train home tomorrow. It's the end of term. Everyone's on the train home tomorrow. Mm. It's the end of bloody term, Ginny. Stop worrying about being bloody expelled. They meet back with Ron. Hello, Ron. Hello, Ron. Ron gives a strangled cheer. What, what's that going to sound like? <laughs> hey! <laughs> and Ginny won't even let Ron hug her. The, the guilt that Ginny must have for what she's done. She's essentially paralysed five people, including a ghost and a cat and mm. what have you. She must feel very, very guilty for what she's done i don't know how you'd recover from that how would you feel if you suddenly woke up and you'd done all these crimes that's true though yeah would you have a guilt about it or would you forgive yourself a lot of people would feel guilty yes like it'd be a hard thing to sleep because i feel very bad sometimes when i think you know for small faux pas yeah 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 like you know someone hands me something and i'll be thinking the day later oh did i say thank you did i say thank you yeah Never mind, I strangled ten chickens. Yeah, mm. that image made me laugh. The idea of an 11-year-old looking through the windows of Hogwarts Castle and seeing an 11-year-old girl strangling chickens. I think I'd say nothing. Okay. <laughs> Someone else deal with that. The Weasleys, the Weasleys, the Weasleys. The Weasleys. They, this batch of Weasleys has got more, like, action. Mm-hmm. In terms of like you know, chaotic things happening yeah, yeah, to yeah. them, then I feel like any Weasley before. Yeah, definitely. All of them. Yeah. Maybe not all of them, but like Molly, you know, destroying Bellatrix at the end of the last film. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. crazy, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Ron going through everything with Harry, Ginny becoming what's gone through yeah. with her, this current book. Where are the grandparents and what are they thinking? Yeah. I want to know, uh, are they still alive? We don't know. But the, the you know, larger family, the extended family must be thinking, bloody hell, they're bringing our good name down. Oh, we're supposed to be quiet, hard-working people. Mm. And they're making names for themselves. Lockhart's memory is gone. Mm. And his common sense. Aye. Not only is his memory gone, but he looks around a cave and goes, do you live here? That's not memory. 
That's you being a dum-dum, mate. Look around you. We're out of a sewage pipe. And, and we're in asking, a school uniform. We're in a school uniform and you're asking if we live here. We don't. We don't live here, Lockhart, you pleb. It's funny amnesia, isn't it? Because you know what things are, but you don't know specific things. Like, you'll know what an actor is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't know any specific actors. It's odd, isn't it? Because you think, well, how much do you forget? Mm. Oh, it, scare, it scares me, stuff like that. Forgetting things and people and not I've knowing. I've got amnesia, I've got amnesia. Yeah. My favourite line of the book, I think. Tell me. Is, uh, well, first of all, Forks <laughs> carries all of them up at once. Crazy. They're not thinking, oh, why doesn't he carry them up one by one? Mm. You know, but they think, oh, yeah, Forks, he can carry three children and a fully grown adult and a sorting hat and a sword on his own. I'm surprised he doesn't break his wing because he's not massive, is he? His legs just like plop off. <laughs> just dislocated both legs because mm. these children are hanging on. I think one by one, take take Ginny up first, then Ron, then Harry, then Lockhart. Don't hurt yourself. Don't exert yourself, folks. You've had an emotional half an hour. You've pecked a basilisk's eyes out. You've had a cry. Mm. You've saved somebody's life. You've flown out around. Don't be exerting yourself. But yeah, my favourite line in the book, Lockhart, this is just like magic. I like that line. It's one of my favourite lines in the film mm, as well. Very good. Just that un... They get up, moaning Myrtle's like, bloody hell, we weren't expecting you lot to come back. <laughs> yeah. She can't believe it, can she? Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh, rubbing her little ghost eyes <laughs> on her glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you roll back and you've got Ginny as well. Uh-huh. She goes, oh, I'm a bit annoyed, Harry, because if you'd have died, you'd have been welcome to share my toilet. <laughs> Imagine being fancied by a ghost. It's weird, that, isn't it? I know. And then becoming deluded as a... Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Imagine that, having to share a meal with that couple. You never believe what happened to us this morning. What? Someone shit on our heads. <laughs> <laughs> both of us, both of us, yes! <laughs> oh, can't believe it. <laughs> didn't they, didn't they? They did, they did. And then, yeah, and then Forks leads them. I don't know why Forks is taking them to McGonagall's office. We are indebted to this bird. We must follow it now. <laughs> We've accepted it as our leader. Is it walking? Is it flying? We don't know. Uh, Is it still carrying them? It's taking them to... <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. And that's where the chapter ends. Oh, my God. Oh, what a... How many? Yeah. How many? Yeah. How many dislocated phoenix legs out of five <laughs> are you giving this chapter? Oh, I love this chapter. I really enjoyed it. I can tell. But as I said, I mean, one thing that I was disappointed by was I didn't feel like the basilisk was as menacing as I hoped it would be. I was hoping for a bit more of like Harry actually wrestling with it or having to hold its mouth open or something. Mm. I don't know, something a bit more like... I suppose the film builds it up more. Maybe having to talk parcel tongue to it. Oh, yeah, like trying to talk it out of it. Yeah, I was just feeling like a bit more... Because in the film, he goes through the pipes and he also climbs up the statue, doesn't he, as well? That's, like, part of the film, which Mm. makes it a bit more dramatic. So I was disappointed by that, but I like how the story wrapped up together. I like the bit with uh, Tom Riddle and Harry. I think Tom Riddle is very sinister. Ginny's back to life. I'm going to give this... Four dislocated phoenix legs out of five. Oh, my God. Now, for me, this chapter was perfect. Mm. Harry on his own. Brave. Yeah. Yeah. Confronted with uh, the vision of his nemesis's younger self. Yes. Yeah. Face to face. Mano a mano. Stripped to the waist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, yeah. They were going to duke it out. Yeah. It's funny. Harry was being so naive about who Tom Riddle was. Like, didn't bat an eyelid about the fact that a 16-year-old boy's been in the Chamber of Secrets for 50 years. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Didn't think anything of that. You know, then Harry stayed true to his character. Mm. You know? Bigging up, bigging up uh, Dumbledore for no reason. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> for the, you know, a third time putting on the sorting hat. <laughs> Drawing a sword and defeating a giant snake. Brilliant. For me, I'm going to give this chapter 
five oh! dislocated phoenix legs out of five. Fantastic. Very good. Nine out of ten if you put our points together. Now, are you ready for the most popular segment? Yeah. Quiz. <gasps> Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 um, oh, uh, can you come back to me on that one? Yes. How old is Tom Riddle? 16. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's um, question number five? How, uh, what kind of cheer does Ron give when he sees <laughs> Harry return? A strangled one. Right, so we'll go back. Question four, Question three. What yeah. does Lockhart straighten when he gets out of the chamber? I'm going to say his hat. Correct, sir. Yes! What's the prize this week? Um, I'm going to salute you. Oh! My goodness. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Sergeant. You do really well in the quiz. I'm really proud of you. That was like Mank. <laughs> that was like Mank Trump. <laughs> I was the first one to say Lucas was good at the quiz. That was good. You got all the questions right. You got all the questions. You got right. all those bloody questions right. Quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask about how well looks. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. This has been the. Gonna blow you a kiss. This has been the Potter Vision podcast. Join us next week. I can't believe it, Tom. We're on the final chapter of book. Two is episode 35, chapter 18 of the Chamber of Secrets, Debbie's Reward. I want to call Dobby Debbie now. <laughs> Please join us next week. Please mm. get in touch. Send us an email, pottervisioncomedy at mm. gmail.com or talk to us on the website. We're also on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you want bonus episodes, we have Double Vision. There are loads of episodes on there where we look at extra books, we look at the films. Patreon.com slash Potter Vision. Support our show. I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Goodbye. Potter Vision. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision.